am often shocked at the number of venues that don't have basic information on their website, such as guest capacity or pricing. That means you need to reach out to those venues just to see if they would fit your audience or budget before you start talking about details. When researching venues, half the battle is knowing the right questions to ask. Today, I'm going to give you 11 questions to ask when looking at venues. The one thing I don't mention in this episode is location. I consider it a given that you're going to find a venue in a location that works best for your target audience. I recommend starting your venue search 6 to 12 months prior to your event. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Alicia Barga, owner of Ripple Event Marketing. I've been producing nonprofit fundraising and awareness building events since 2010. I understand the challenges of working with small budgets, coordinating teams of volunteers, navigating event technology, and trying to manage all of this, plus your other duties and tasks, while also trying to have a personal life. In each episode, I teach you the fundamentals of planning a successful event. I keep it simple. You'll learn how to take small steps to creating an event that achieves results without burning you out in the process. So let's get started. We are just going to dive right in today. Here are 11 questions to ask when looking at venues. Question number one, what is your capacity? Even if the information about capacity is on the venue's website, here are a few things to keep in mind. Venues will often list the capacity of exception or theater style seating, which is their max capacity. They will often put that on their website. If you're hosting a seated event with banquet or round tables, find out what that capacity number is, which is going to be much less or much fewer people than reception or theater style seating. Be sure to factor in other elements of your event. Your check-in or registration table, if you're hosting a silent auction or have games or entertainment, it's not just about the number of people. You want to factor in all the elements of your event to see if that venue would fit. And then lastly, don't forget to include the number of volunteers you're going to have at your event when determining total capacity needed. Question number two, what is the rental fee and what does it include? This question alone should open up a much larger conversation. Venues will vary greatly on what is or is not included in the rental fee. If the rental fee includes furniture, such as tables and chairs, be sure to find out exactly what types of furniture and the quantities of each. If tables are included, does that rental fee include linens for the tables? If so, what sizes, what colors are available? Does the rental fee include a stage or a podium? What size is the stage? If the rental fee does not include a stage, the venue will likely refer you to an AV company, which we're going to talk about in question number seven. Question number three, what dates do you have available in, and then insert a month or whatever time frame it is that you're looking for. Give the venue a few date options around the time frame that you're looking to host the event. Don't get stuck on one date. Keep in mind that certain times of year will be more expensive than others, and weekends are always going to be more expensive than weekdays. You may want to explore date options as it relates to your budget. Number four, what are my catering options? There are 
two different options for catering, in-house or off-premise. With off-premise catering, venues will either allow you to bring in any caterer you want, or they will have either a preferred or an exclusive list of caterers. The difference between an exclusive list and a preferred list of caterers is that with an exclusive list, you must use one of those caterers on the list. The preferred list is offered as a courtesy to the event host. They will allow you to bring in whoever you want. However, these are caterers that the venue has worked with in the past, so they feel comfortable recommending them to you. Whether the catering is in-house or off-premise, be sure to ask what the food and beverage minimum is. This is a number, a dollar figure, that you must hit. It's the lowest amount that the caterer is willing to accept to take you on as a client. If you don't hit the food and beverage minimum, you will have to pay the difference between that number and then what your actual catering cost is. So keep that in mind. Question number five, what are the parking options for our guests? Parking can be a huge issue with some venues. If a venue is in a metropolitan area, they may not have any parking and guests will need to find their own. Some venues have arrangements with local parking lots or ramps. Some will recommend that you contract with a valet service. So that can, those questions can impact your budget. So make sure you talk about that. A follow-up question is to ask if the venue is on or near a major, major transit hub, because you might have guests that want to take public transportation. Step number six, what accommodations can you make for guests with accessibility needs? It's essential to strive for inclusivity for every event that you host. For planners from the U.S., this means making sure that you find a venue that is in compliance with the Americans with Disabilities Act, or ADA. This helps to provide the best possible experience, making your event more open and accessible. Here in Minneapolis, there are some venues that are historic, and so they have uh, workarounds for some of the accessibility issues, or some of them don't have them at all. And so you have to keep that in mind when you're searching for a venue. Question number seven, what are your AV or audiovisual capabilities and can we get a price sheet? You will likely get two answers to this question. Answer number one is we don't have in-house AV. We work with blank company and then they'll you know, put you in contact with a rep at that company. Or answer number two is they will then tell you about their capabilities and get you a price sheet. I'm not going to get into all the various questions you should ask an AV provider. That could be an entirely separate episode. For the sake of this topic of what to ask when looking at venues, it's a good start to ask them who handles their AV and see about getting pricing. I will tell you that hotels typically stipulate that you must use their AV provider. That provider is often a large company that has contracts with several local hotels. So they call it their in-house, but it's really another company that contracts exclusively with them. Hotel AV is notoriously expensive, but it is also prohibitively expensive to bring in your own AV company. Hotels will allow you, and I use allow in quotes, um, they will allow you to bring in your own AV company, but as part of the contract, they charge you a big fee to do so. And so that is a point of negotiation with your venue. 
In hotel's defense, the reason why they like to keep AV in-house is that they want someone who is very familiar with the hotel and they are, that they're comfortable working with. But that's a point of negotiation. Question number eight, is Wi-Fi available and is there a cost? You want to make sure you have ample Wi-Fi available for your guests, especially if you're hosting an online auction or having your guests use their phone in some way. Question number nine, if we sign with you, will you provide a diagram of our layout? This sounds like a basic thing, and it should be, but there are venues that it's, it's not often, but there are venues that don't have the software or capability to create a diagram, and you should know that up front. You want a diagram of your layout, especially if you have assigned tables or assigned seating, but you should have one in general just so you can see how the event will flow. Diagrams should include pillars or any architectural elements that may impede sight lines. And ideally, your diagram will include where outlets are so that you know where you can plug in laptops or lighting or any kind of decor. Question number 10, when can we load in and set up for the event? Again, this will vary greatly by the venue and can be negotiable. Some venues will state that their rental period is X number of hours, which includes load-in and setup. For some events, if the venue isn't booked the day or the night before, they'll let you come in and set up early. But again, that all depends on the venue. One thing to note, if you are able to set up early, which is such an awesome thing, it can be so great to have all of that stuff done. However, be sure to find out how secure your space will be for the time frame that you're not there. You don't want to get your whole event all set up only to find out that your room was left open and some of your auction items were stolen. Some venues will tell you, oh no, you're okay. We, we lock the door and nobody's allowed in there once you set up. Other venues might say, you can do it, but you're going to need to hire a security guard to watch the space while you're not there. So those are some things to factor in. Lastly, number 11, can we set up a block of courtesy rooms? That's for hotel venues. Or are there any hotels nearby? You may think this question is for out-of-town guests or a multiple-day event. Not necessarily. If you're hosting an event for adults or couples where drinking is involved, it can be a nice option to have a block of rooms available at or near the venue so guests don't have to worry about having a designated driver, using rideshare or a cab to take them home. The key to this is you want a block of courtesy rooms, not guaranteed rooms. Guaranteed rooms means that the organization pays for those rooms whether they're booked or not from a guest. A courtesy block, by uh, contrast, it's held, you get a block of rooms, let's say 10 rooms, and those 10 rooms are held for a designated time frame. At the end of that designated time frame, any rooms not booked by that deadline will just go back into the pool of available rooms that that hotel can now rent to anybody at their regular rate. And those blocks of rooms typically come at a, a relatively discounted rate for your guests. Okay, that is it. Those are the 11 questions to ask when looking at venues. Now, at the end of every episode, I have a listener action item for you. So here are the steps. 
I have this list of questions for you as a download that you can refer to every time you're talking to a venue. Go to thatsoundslikeaplan.net and find episode 38. If you're looking at several venues and want to make an apples to apples comparison, you can put the venue criteria that matters most to you in a spreadsheet so that you can see at a glance what each venue has to offer. I call it a comparison grid. If you've gone through the list of questions with a venue and you like their answers, ask them to place a hold on your preferred date. You likely cannot make the decision on your own and will need a committee or board approval. If the approval process takes a while, make sure you stay in contact with that venue so they know you're still interested. People will often place holds on spaces and then never follow through. So make sure the venue knows you're definitely still interested so they don't book out your date and your space by mistake. So just keep in contact with them if you're definitely interested. Finding a venue can be tricky if you don't know the right questions to ask. Even when you have a list like what I've provided for you, there's going to be quite a bit of back and forth with venues until you can find the right fit for your audience in your event. Just be patient and open-minded. Now that sounds like a plan. I'll see you next time.